Today's podcast is brought to you by Sony XM3's industry-leading noise-canceling headphones. Less noise, more creating. Guys, these headphones are absolutely incredible. I've been using them for about three years now since the XM2s. And these headphones are seriously a game changer. No matter where you go, you are in 100% complete control of your environment. You can transform them with the click of a button. Noise canceling on. Ah, I love it when she says that. Anywho, these headphones have 30 hours of battery life. The party never stops. Find your creative flow with the Sony XM3s. Today's guest is Max Chestnut, a professional photographer who specializes in adventure, lifestyle, and travel photography, with nine years of experience shooting all over the world. His goal is to encourage and inspire others to follow their passions every day through photos, stories, and travel. Max, welcome to the show. Yo, what's up, Prince? How's it going? Dude, I'm so good. Uh, Feeling so blessed. So excited to have you on the show. You hit me up on Instagram. It sounds like you have lots of exciting things going on. Uh, But most importantly, I'm stoked to be here today with you to share your story with the world. So why don't you start us off by giving the AOV community a little bit more background on yourself? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, First off, I just want to say like it's an absolute pleasure being here and like I love how connected you are with everyone. Just be able to hit people uh, back. But a little bit about myself: I'm a 27 year old commercial travel and lifestyle photographer, and I've been in this industry for close to 10 years now. And I've had like a wild start. Like I I go back to like I took a few photography classes in high school. Actually, at the same high school that Andrew Kearns went to, I was like two years ahead of him. Shut up! Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, but uh, yeah, from like I, I literally like finished high school, got everything done, and like two months after that, I'm like, you know what? College isn't my route. I want to go travel and explore a bit. So my best friend and I literally like, decided to move to Osaka, Japan, because we were told like, "Yo, move to move to Japan. Everyone's like looking for English teachers. You'll get a job like within a week, no problem." So we literally packed everything up. I grabbed all the savings from like working over the summers and during school, and we moved to Japan and get out there. Literally, like first like. Second day out there, I had my first interview, and it's like at this like Japanese uh, elementary school. Get in there, super proper, um, and they're like, "So, where'd you go to college?" I'm like, "Uh, "I just graduated high school. I didn't go to college." They're like, "Oh, um, you know, by law here, you need a college degree to English." I'm like. Nope, I did not know that. And uh, literally, like, I have a six-month lease for an apartment in Osaka, Japan, and no job teaching English. And I'm like, oh, what What am I going to do? And uh, luckily enough, I, uh, I brought out my, my Sony A700, like, before, like, their mirrorless. I think, like, the, the NEX5 had, like, just came out or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my sister gave me this camera before I left and, um, I answered, uh, a gaijin ad or like a foreigner's ad and it was like literally like 
one by three inches. And it literally just said looking for a photographer and an email address. Like that was it. There was no like description of what the job was. <laughs> so like, I send an email with a few example photos from like taking photos, like skiing and snowboarding and a few other things that I did. And this dude hits me up and he's like, okay, yeah, come to this place this time. He didn't give me any description. He's like, I'll explain the job day of, uh, just meet me here. And I'm like, oh, like, this is sketchy. Like, well, I'm like, I'm in Japan. I'm not like too worried, like if I'm going to get robbed or anything, but I'm like, he's not telling me. So it's most likely going to be like porn that I'm going to be shooting, but I'm like, I need to pay rent. <laughs> I'm like, I just need to do something. And uh, before, like, Google Maps was anything, I, I like, ride, ride the bike out there, and I look up, and it's the Osaka Castle, like, this Edo period, beautiful piece of historic uh, Japanese culture. And I meet this dude named Gerd. He's, like, six-foot-three bald German guy. He ran a fashion magazine and modeling agency. And apparently the local Japanese fashion school just graduated and they're doing a runway in the castle like full on set up and he's like big photos 250 page story and like i was intimidated by this dude like he's a ex-german special forces airborne spoke like five languages fluently and just like just buff dude like oh man all right i literally like I had no clue what I was doing. I'm like, I just need to do this. Like threw my camera in like aperture mode and just started shooting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, literally like the next day, like I threw all the images in iPhoto. Like I didn't have like, <laughs> I literally did all of it in I, iPhoto, uh, exported it out and like wrote a 250 word thing and, uh, sent it to him. And he's like, yo, uh, this is awesome. Like we like the images, uh, your writing needs a little bit of work just because I'm dyslexic. So like <laughs> me writing is, I shouldn't have been an English teacher either <laughs> thinking back about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he gave me a shot and, uh, for the next six months, just, I fashion magazine during the day and do, then I bartended at night. Do you mind repeating uh, that last part real quick? You started to break out a tad bit. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I literally like, he he gave me my first chance. He like he got me there for six months working at the magazine. During uh during the day I worked at the fashion magazine and then at night I bartended at like a high end cocktail bar and like I was for six months I just went I just went and I shot uh runway shows, I shot models, I learned how to do some basic lighting, all these things. And uh after two visas uh, like I had to go to South Korea for a day and come back. And then on my second visa, like day before it ended, I had Japanese immigration, like knock on my, like physically knock on my door and be like, Hey, um, your second visa is expiring, uh, tomorrow and you need to leave the country. Like, like do you have your ticket? I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can either book one now and leave and we, we won't ban you from the country for 10 years or we arrest you and deport you. And I'm like, I'm going to get a ticket. <laughs> so it's that yeah, serious. It was, it's, it's that quick. It's like, if you miss that one day, yeah. like you are banned and that's 10 years in Japan. Yeah. They, they do a 10 year travel ban where you cannot wow. reenter the country. You violate it. And, um, I mean, they, they were, 
the most polite people in the world. They even drove me to the airport the next day. Yo, that's so rad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, nice. <laughs> but, uh, I, I flew back to the Pacific Northwest, uh, where I live. And, um, I literally like, I knew, I knew right then and there, I'm like, I need photography to be in my life. Like I, the thrill and the feeling of taking photos in that moment, like you get so happy when you're shooting and you're like, I got the shot. I know, like I'm so hyped on this. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, who's the biggest, baddest, like photographer in the Seattle area. And, um, it was this guy named Chase Jarvis. Like many people know him from like creative live, the Chase Jarvis live show, all these things. And this was before like creative life was really getting started. He was still doing live shows at his studio in Seattle. Uh-huh. And so I would, I found out how to get an audience be part of the audience. And for like three months, I went to every single live show <laughs> and, and I bugged him. I bugged him and his producers and his wife, who was his executive producer until they finally were like, okay, all right. Like we love your enthusiasm. Just like, Come have a meeting. We'll see what if you're fit, good. Fit. And uh, yeah, he gave me a, an internship for for a year, and I literally like sat there and I learned as much as I could. I just absorbed all the stuff. Like we worked on Dick's Sporting Goods shoots. We did stuff for Apple. Um, I think we did like a Mountain Dew and uh, a Nikon. Uh, we did a Nikon camera launch and like all these things. Yeah. Creative Colin. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally took all that. And after a year, I'm like, okay, um, I want to, I want to go out on my own. And I, uh, I had, a a friend at the time who, uh, was like getting, he was a professional skier and he just got, he inherited some money and he hit me up on an email one day. He's like, Hey, Max, uh, hold on, hold on. Can we take a tip? Uh, let's take a quick step back before we get into the yeah. professional skier and, and that section of your story. So you went from not being a photographer to landing yourself like this wild fashion photography gig in Japan, learning about lighting, getting good behind the camera, moving back to the Pacific Northwest because you basically had to leave the country because your visa is <laughs> up. And then... Yeah. And then you hustled your way into working with like one of the biggest creators on the, you know, one of the most well-known photographers and creative entrepreneurs on the planet, Chase Jarvis. Dude, I love your tenacity. What did you learn from that experience? Like, I mean, that was a moonshot, obviously, like trying to work with Chase Jarvis that, that, and, and, and it took you months. You said three months, you were consistently, you know, showing up, showing up, like in your mind, you must have just known that like there is no other option. Like I am like this guy is gonna take me in. Like he is gonna take me in. It's you know what I mean for you to show up that consistent. What did you learn from that process? And like what do you think young people that want to succeed in this creative field can learn from from that section of your story? I think some of the biggest takeaways from that is like having that ambition and drive, but also the follow through, like, and a little bit of blind faith as well. Like I, I knew, like I, I knew before, like my first time going there, I'm like, I'm going to make this happen. Um, and I'm going to be like professional about it, of course, but like, I'm going to go and I'm going to be like, I'm going to show my worth. I'm going to like show that I, I have the drive to, to do this because 
that was like that was the one thing that Chase and and his uh, producer said to me. It's like, dude, it's your ambition and your follow through that is the reason why we're sitting down because you know so many people come like, yeah, I want to intern for you, Chase, and then crickets after that. So <laughs> it was for me, and I and I take this into to how I run my business and photography. It's like it's that follow through. It's the belief. Like, yes, I'm going to make this happen but I'm going to stay on top of it. I'm going to hit, hit them up and make sure that the ball's continuing to roll. And then, um, like what I learned from chase more than anything, like during that time is like, I learned the professionalism, how to, how to talk with clients, how to, how to have that like good relationship, make sure that you are delivering what you promised. It's and like making sure that at the same time, like you over deliver as well. That was a, that was a big thing. Um, but also to know your worth like that, that for me, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I need to, to know that this is worth not only my time, but you know, uh, it's going to be worth the client and you need to get paid. <laughs> Love it. So from there, uh, you move, you met, you had a friend that inherited some cash. We're talking like how much cash are we talking about? Yeah. Bro? I got <laughs> We're talking about nickels okay, and dimes. We're so, talking about here. some trust fund. You get <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I'll tell you. So I literally get this email. I literally, I like this. Like a month after I left Chase, like I was hitting up a whole bunch of people. Like let's shoot, let's do this. Uh, trying to get stuff come, going, and I get an email from him. He's like, "Hey, Max. Like um, I had a blast shooting with you last year." Uh, I'm out Baker. I, I want to do more stuff this year. Um, if you need a, like a loan for some gear, uh, just let me know. I, I just came into a bit of money and I hit him back. I'm like, yo, like, thanks for, thanks for getting back to me. I'm, um, out of curiosity, how much are you willing to, you know, put out there? It's like, oh, I'll do anything from a thousand to $50,000. And my, like my jaw hit the <laughs> I was given like I was like 19 about to turn 20 and you're gonna give me $50,000 and and the caveat was like okay if we do 50 grand we're doing this right we're starting a production company we're gonna make ski and snowboard films I'm like all right (laughs) and the crazy part is during this exact time I got a job uh a job interview or I got offered a job at Amazon to be one of the studio photographers at Amazon. Mm. So I'm like, I don't know, bro. You look stoked. Were you, that was exciting. <laughs> I was like Amazon, like before they're like where they are now. Right. And I'm like, or like making ski and snowboard films. I'm like, I want to make freaking ski and right. snowboard. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy taking the Amazon product photos. I mean, I'm sure. No. I mean, I don't even, I don't never, let's not even talk about that. It sounds really yeah, boring. <laughs> yeah. So I literally like, all right, let's do it. And, um, over the, the next like four months, we just dove deep. Like we, we bought gear computers. I reached out to every like professional skier and snowboard I knew. Um, and we built, we built a team and like, one of my, like, one of my proudest things is we had, we had the biggest women's uh, representation in a production company versus any that were out there at the time. I think we had like 
six women ski, skiers and snowboarders and six men. So it was like 50, 50. And we went out and we just, we shot, um, we did some commercials for a few companies. Uh, that's like, I built my relationship with like K2 ski and snowboarding during that time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, after, after the first season, um, I literally built everything up. My, my friend was the silent partner. He, he skied sometimes, but, uh, other than that, he was like not into the business side, but after a year, it's like, we were, we were rolling. Like we, we were bringing in like, you know, a little over a hundred thousand dollars worth of commercial work a year. Like, and my partner ended up stealing everything. He literally like came into me. He sent me an email one day. He's like, yo, like, can you sign over 50% of your share and I'll start paying you salary. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Like, <laughs> um, red flag. Uh, and then I sent him an email back, didn't hear anything. And then like three days later I went out for, to spend time with some family and I went back to our studio in Seattle and the locks were changed. Everything was just like, I couldn't get in. And he literally took everything and moved it to Salt Lake city, Utah. And he left me with nothing like, he even took like my personal hard drives from like my time in Japan and like I was left with no money, no, no home. Like, uh, because the studio was also like where I was living at the time. It was, it was both like a loft and and work studio. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, what's going on? And he literally like, I literally found out, um, that the, our, the company lawyer, it was his personal one, dissolved the company and reincorporated it in Salt Lake City. And uh, uh yeah. You guys didn't have that, an you guys didn't have an operating agreement, did you? We we did. What? Did so yeah, we had an LLC and everything. Huh. But that's I I like I had nothing to like hire a lawyer to fight it. Right. And legal costs at the end of the would have been costing more than what like I would have walked away with what like after paying the lawyers and everything like you know some gear and maybe like right, right, two thousand right. dollars after like years. Not, yeah, not worth it. It's not worth it. And like I was going through a really rough time in my life at that point. Like my mom was struggling with um you know, some, some substance abuse issues. Like I literally just checked her into rehab. Like I wasn't talking to my dad at the time. So I was like, I was at like the low of the low and like I was 20. Like I, like I didn't know better. Like I I was fish out of water. I, uh, so, and I'm like, okay, I just need to get a job. I need to get back on my feet. Like I just need to do something. And, um, Mm. I, I luckily had a friend who is kind enough to to put me up and uh, started in sales, moved to marketing. You started breaking spent, it up. You found a job where? Oh, I found a job at Fiat. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you have an Abarth. Uh, yeah, boy, love that freaking car. <laughs> it's like driving a pissed off go kart. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly how I describe it. It's just like that 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 tailpipe. <laughs> So I start I started in sales and then I moved over to the marketing side of things. So and then um, after about a year, 
I've saved up enough to like get like have a little nest egg, buy a camera, and like go freelance. And I did that. And uh, Fiat was kind enough. Like they were my first freelance client. Like I shot a I shot a billboard for them, which that that's an insane story all in itself. Uh, Dude, that's pretty rad. There's not as weird as that sounds, right? Let's take a step back. Billboard mm. advertising seems so dated, but as a photographer, like even to this day, it's like tell me. There's not many things that are more exciting than having your photograph just on a massive billboard in some oh, place. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even matter where it's at. Just being able to drive by and see your image on a you know. 50 feet wide or however big that billboard is, is insane. Yeah. That was, that was the craziest thing. And it was in downtown Seattle where it was. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God, like this is, this is big. And, um, they literally called me like, this is like a month after I left. They literally called me and like, Hey, can you do a photo shoot for us today? Like we need a shot for a billboard going to, in downtown Seattle. I'm like, wait, wait, wait it's like noon and you want me to shoot a photo today. I'm like, no, like, do you have permits? No. Do you have an idea? No. Do you have models? No. I'm like, do you have the car at least? They're like, yeah, we have the car. I'm like, okay, I can do this tomorrow, but a, you're going to get a rush charge. B you're going to cover all the gear rentals that I need and, and see like, like oh man like we need a hustle so i literally like drove in and the next day like first thing in the morning like 6 a.m and uh i'm like okay i'm gonna need like give me like one of these jeep uh uh jeep uh grand cherokees because i'm just gonna take this to like lug all the gear and everything literally gave me that i'm like okay ran into the it was like marketing it wasn't marketing it was sales and um the mechanics department i literally found like the two prettiest people like like when you you're not a day you're coming to me like go home get like three changes of clothes put on some makeup and you're meeting me downtown seattle uh like <laughs> at like like 5 30 like just make it down there and we literally get all this together and I totally spaced because that day was the Seahawks uh, Super Bowl parade in downtown Seattle. And I was just oh. like, we, we, we get down there and like we have like pro photo lights like slung up. Uh, we have the car set up. We have no permits, nothing. Um, and we literally get it, but there's people in the streets and we're like, Oh God, I'm like, I'm going to have to do so much Photoshop, but like, we need to get this done. We shoot everything and we have people in the background. We get like the cops come to us twice. They don't ask for permits. They think that we're like selling cocaine or something. They search our cars and like, Wait, like hold on, what's hold on. going on? You're, you're breaking up again. They, they, they thought the cops thought you were what? The cops thought we were like doing drug deals or something. Like they didn't, <laughs> they, because we were right next to a club at the same time. So they thought we were like drug dealers and like, no, we're we're taking photos. But uh, we literally like we take the photos. Um, I I get I get back at like 10 p.m. and I literally for the next like three four hours I just sit there and like edit the photos, send it to them. 
and like I go to sleep and it's like four, four thirty AM at this point. I get a call at seven AM. They're freaking out, like, none of the photos are it. Like, like we need you to come down here right now. And I literally like freak out. I grab like my iMac, put it in the car, drive down there, put it up, plug it in, first pull up. Yeah, we want that one. That's the image. And I'm like, that's the, I literally pull up the email. It's like, this is the image. And because they didn't have like color corrected monitors or they were just looking at like those cheap, like HP, like uh, 200 or like, they're like, Oh, it looks so much better on your computer. I'm just like, I'm like guys, <laughs> at least, Hey, Hey, at least, I mean, at least you didn't have, I mean, at least you didn't have to come down there and like be a magician and, and try to Photoshop and just do some crazy sounded like the yeah. story is going to take a dark turn to where I was like, dude, I literally had to just like fabricate an image. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I was, I was for, fortunate enough. We didn't have to do that, but, uh, I was like, okay, crisis averted, send it out. I'm like, okay, guys, where's my check? <laughs> because I am, I'm exhausted. Like, dude, but you, but you, you came through that's dude. That's beautiful, man. Being able to like, obviously it's, it's never, uh, advantageous to have to find yourself in a situation with that much pressure. But at the same time, dude, like that's what separates a professional from just, and you know, someone who's just doing this stuff for fun is, is being able to really perform under intense pressure like that. Like dude, most nine out, you know, nine out of 10 creators, I would say couldn't do that. They would, yeah. melt, they'd melt underneath that type of pressure. <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, it's just, it's just a mentality that for myself, I find myself in and you probably find it as well. It's like when, when the, you know, the fire fire hits it, like, okay, buckle down and get it done. Like, you know, I might not know exactly how it's going to get done, but I'm going to like, I'm going to leverage the the experience I have and I'm going to build the best product I can and get it delivered. Um, and yeah, like that—that that was just a major learning experience, like under pressure. And like from then, like I've been fortunate enough that like I've been able to to leverage my my skills and abilities. Like you know, I've worked since then. I've done work for like KT Ski and Snowboard. Oh, hey, baby! Hey, hey. oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just waiting for them call to get to call that from- up. Yvonne Chenard, Patagonia. Hey, Yvonne. Yo. <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> Can I call you back? I'm talking to Prince. I'm on the yeah. AOV podcast. <laughs> yeah, one second, guys. Yo, Kish, hold up. <laughs> um, no, since uh, and, you know, and since then, like I've I've done a lot more. Like I've moved to Australia for a year. Worked at an agency down there. Uh, come back. I've done stuff for Google, Fial Raven. Um, done a lot of like posters in Iceland and Europe, like these five and seven day like crazy photo adventures. Um, I do stuff with with Moment. Just launched my first education course, and uh, yeah, just doing. I just launched a, a mentorship program. I'm, I'm super stoked on as well. So let's yeah, talk about kinda, that. What's tell, tell me about the mentorship program. I'm about to click the link in your bio. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> one of my big goals for 2020, like 
the very like January 1st, I put out a post and it's like, these are some of my goals for 2020. And one of them was like, I want to mentee someone. And I got a ridiculous amount of responses. Like I got like 200 people hitting me up. They're like, I would love to be your mentee. Like, this is something amazing. Like make this happen. I'm like, Oh, like, okay. People are like eager. They, they want this. So I like buckle down for all the and like, hey, I want to do a mentorship program where I take on a mentee and I'm going to work with them for this first one. It's three months mm-hmm. and I'm going to meet with them like over Skype or in person if they're local, depending on who the mentee is. Three times a month, we're going to meet. The first one is to set like a monthly goal. So, if, so the first month's all about shooting. I'm going to be like, okay, I want you to to find like a product or a service that you really care about or a location. Um, I want you to build, um, I want you to build out like deliverables that you would, you'd pitch to, to them. I want you to build a mood board. I want you to build like, uh, kind of like stylized, uh, content that you, like, that you want to be influ- that you want influence the, the shots. And, uh, then I want you to go and do it. Dude, I love that. And and, and 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 don't and don't call me until you until you can't move your thumbs. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like the first, like I set that out, but I also allow them that time to ask me questions. Like, hey, like how would you approach this? What like what tools do you use to to build a mood board? Mm-hmm. Or like, how do you find inspiration? Or how do you like research someone to to do work for? Um, um, so that's kind of like the very first call at the start of the month. Uh, the second call is mid month. This is like the check in. I'm like, okay, where are you at? Where are you like? Where are you succeeding? Where are you struggling at? Where can I help? And uh, and then we're gonna do like a education course. So like I'll I'll talk about like how I'm gonna how I would, like set my camera up and do all the settings. Uh, talk through them through like manual aperture shutter priority. What's what's important uh, during what situations and then. Ask one of my Twitter friends, like uh, Pratik Nayak or Ryan Fields, or some of these guys, to, to come on and have a one-on-one talk with them and spend like thirty minutes to an hour and like give them their point of view. Right. Yeah, and then the last the last check-in at the end of the month is their presentation time. Like, I want to I want to see production. I want to see the final images. I want to see what you were able to do and create. Um. And then that's where we will go over everything. We'll do some creative, uh, creative review. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of like hardcore creative criticism. I like, I like the review. I like seeing like what, what you did, right. What you can improve next time. And the big thing is like, what did they learn? What did they take away from this? And I want to hear that from them. Uh, and the best part is, is we're going to be recording all of it themselves are out there and we're going to be sharing it uh, free for on YouTube and on my Instagram at IG or at explore with max on IGTV. And I encourage people to follow along with the program because they could see what the, like what it is for the month. They can go out and be a part of it. And I want, I want to see, uh, I want to build a community of around sharing and knowledge and give that opportunity to people. 
Dude, I love it. Max, I got, I got one last question for you before we wrap this yeah. up. Uh, we're, we're getting close on time, but I can, I can tell just, just from chatting with you, I can just, I can feel your energy through the, uh, through the webcam. And I'm just curious what drives your passion for photography and, and, and what you do. Oh, Prince, that's a, that's an amazing question. I think what drives me, there's, there's a few things. I think it's the, the creative process and like that, that energy while you're creating a moment in time through photography is like what gets me so freaking excited and happy. But, um, for me, it's also giving back and like sharing that knowledge. Like I'm at a point in my career now where I've experienced a lot and I get that same feeling of like hype when I get to talk to someone and, and see them learn and to see them grow. Dude, I love it. Thank you so much, Max. Uh, we normally end the podcast with our guests sharing some words of wisdom uh, from their own just personal experiences within the creative world. And so whenever you're ready, feel free to share some 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 wisdom with the AOV community. Yeah, of course. Uh, guys, AOV community, I think the one piece of wisdom that I can drop on you and you can take away from any of this is be ambitious, be persistent, and don't give up. Um, I've had high, highs of the highs, lows of the lows, and as long as you tell yourself that this is what you want from your life and you want to make this your, your job, then you need to buckle down and have that persistence and just make it happen and have that faith in yourself to make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Chestnut, be sure to follow Max on Instagram at explore with max e-x-p-l-o-r-e-w-i-t-h-m-a-x explore with max on ig be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you found value in today's podcast please share the podcast with uh, a friend or someone else that you think might get some value out of this and with that said we'll catch you guys next time